0: Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a a t-shirt.
1: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care.
2: Young man sitting across from me. I'm very excited to have him in the house. He's been look, he lives just around the corner, I've got to be (laughs) honest. And he joins us here on Back Chat, powered by Fleet Network, the great man who plays for West Coast. He does a lot of things. Look, he plays he's played in a premiership. He's in the leadership group. Very good player. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get to the first question, but Liam Duggan's in the house. Hello, Liam.
0: Hey, boys. How Doug-o. are
2: you? <laughs> so all those things, oh, we're good, mate. We're good. And we, we Look, I think we have a bit of a back chat fan in the house. I
0: know. Yeah. We, which is good. We had an
2: episode listen- that dropped you- today and, and Duggan already listened to it.
1: I yeah. am. Oh, I'm a bit of a – I'm a latecomer too. Back chat, I will admit, but since uh, jumping on board, I have enjoyed what you boys are throwing up.
2: Well, so you, you-, you should know what the first question is, mate. It's coming straight at you. Like I said, you're a premiership player, you're a high draft pick, you've done a lot on the football field, played a lot of games for West Coast, leadership group. You're an impressive individual on the footy field, but don't care. <laughs> I want to know what your greatest sporting achievement is not on the football field. Now, if you have been listening to Backchat, you would have had some preparation, so I'm not going to pad for you any longer than I have to. What do you got for me?
1: That's fair. No, I am prepared for this. And good. it was an easy one to, to come up with. It was another, wow. well, part of another team of sorts. So I did little athletics during the summer at the you I heard you were um, a good little athlete. So I, you <laughs> might have heard athlete. I was good, but I, I wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, I was an okay little athlete. I heard you hold but a lot of, of records her, down at Buckingham Oh, yeah. The ones that have now been discontinued. So <laughs> <like> the, <laughs> the 80 metre hurdles in the under nines, I hold on to forever. Um. Great. That's that's yeah, sorry. sorry, it gets a bit better than that. It's um we formed a there was about ten kids in my age group at Bax Athletics, maybe a few more. I mean, enough for two relay teams basically. Yes. Um and for some reason we just had two really fast kids and two decently enough fast kids that would run the bends. But we we ended up winning like close to twenty state medals at state relay championships each year. That we were in like all so four by two, four by, by one, four by two medleys. The medleys we would mixed just, medley, yeah. Oh, the mixed medley I wasn't a part of the mixed medleys, but the, your big your big three like that was the they were team. ours for pretty much six or seven years, I reckon. Whilst we we're going through a Little ass. So. Olympic Park, yeah, yeah, down Olympic Park, yeah, wow. when they had the uh, old set up there, so we we'd roll down and. Um, yeah, we'd take on all the big clubs, Knox and Altona. Geelong. And Geelong, who we just pants every year. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had, we had a good little relay team going. So that was probably my – that was a long stretch of a successful time at Backers Little Athletic Centre.
2: Do you still have your medals?
1: Oh, it's good. Mum would. Yeah. Mum definitely yeah, knows.
2: Ma- yeah, somewhere. Ma- mine are still hanging. Oh, no, mum's moved now. But my old house, I'd go back there as 28-year-old. <laughs> Genuinely still hanging on my wall. Like, yeah, great. Do you? Yeah, there's,
0: like- a, there's a room in our house, that, in my parents' house, that's definitely got a couple of trophies. in Did there. you have like to take a, this yeah, trophy yeah. out of there? Yeah, <laughs> th- I, I messaged my dad. I actually remember calling him up and I was like, "Hey, you know that cricket trophy?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "I need that." He's like, "Cool, got it." I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, it's right here. <laughs> like straight. It wasn't He's like we're it. S- dining room. Go <laughs> <laughs> go through boxes and find it. Do you remember what um what leg of the relay you were? Were you the closer? <laughs> the closer the no, starter? No, no. Because this will determine your quality of relay runner. They they hid me at leg three.
1: So, A three times important. No, I'd bring home, like, I wouldn't bring home the bacon. That was our catch cry from our coach, actually, to our last runner. Um, bring, home bring home the, the bacon. Yeah. He'd, he'd <laughs> leave us with that every time. Um, but, yeah, I, I was three. I'd run the bend in the four-by-one and then yep. um didn't really matter for the other ones because it was sort of, you know. I'd say it goes,
0: down. like, most important is fourth, then first, then third and second, right? So yeah. So third, yeah. third in,
1: the, in we, the we thought our strategy was that second was the longest leg, so we'd give that to our fastest bloke. Um, I'm not sure if that was true or not, but that was where our, we had like the fastest guy in Victoria just about, Really, so that really helped, but, uh, yeah, good little time for us there. Now
2: I have uh, a second question that's going to become a consistent part of this program, right? So you're you're the the first, first, you're the first guest that's on the show with fleet network powering the program. Mm -hmm. Right. So fleet network, no leasing company, they do cars. Right. So I want to know, yeah. And I know you like cars, uh, what, what was your first car? What was Liam Duggan's first car?
1: Yes, my first car was a. It was a Commodore station wagon, the VE model. So it's sort of that first look at the sleeker sort of mm. style uh, Commodore wagons. But I grew grew up like I learnt in a Commodore station wagon when I hit my P's. Auto or manual? Uh, it was an auto. I still I'm filthy with dad that he didn't uh, teach me in a manual. Um, Do you have your
0: manual license?
1: No, I don't. Oh, no, I disgusting. know. Hey, it hurts. Man. I actually wish you didn't ask me that because I hate answering it. Oh, <laughs> that's gross. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, I've got reasons for that. What um, color was it? Your first color? Silver. Colour? Silver bullet. Yeah. Wow. Is that what you,
0: did you call it the silver bullet? <laughs> I didn't call it that. I, I <laughs> learned what the silver
1: bullet was post uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> coming to a football club. But, um, Do you I,
2: know what a silver bullet is in <laughs> a football club? At a football club? Would you like to know what it is? Sure. I'll go for it. Yep. So it's anti-inflammatories that if you can't ingest them through your mouth or – take them orally, you have to take them another way, right? In bullet you, form, and right. you have to insert cl- them into
0: your butthole. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's great. So Doug was driving around the silver bullet. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you drive now?
1: Oh, uh, Ford Ranger now, so I, mm. uh, yeah. Big dog. You're a 4 driver? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, she, she's set up ready to go, so it's, um. You have a four-wheel driver, I'm asking if you're a 4 yeah, driver. Yeah, uh, occasionally. Do, you, do yeah. you call it your 4 uh, I would have called it a four be back in the day, but now I just I just refer to it as the Ranger. Um, <laughs> Very good. That's, yeah, so that's look,
2: cool. if you are looking for an upgrade, maybe we can sort you out with the guys at Fleet Network.
1: We're about to hit one hundred and
2: fifty thousand, uh, so, so you may be in the G. market. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, stay with us. We'll sort you out. <laughs> we can touch with the crew. I I want to add another one to the to the um our range of questions mm. we always ask. Yes, mm. we've asked a few people this. What was your first job? Yeah. I also
1: wish he didn't ask me that because I never really had a job. Before being drafted, so I worked two shifts at the local pub in Murnion. Glassy, uh, dish pig. Um, so They couldn't even get you out the front. No, nah, that was because I was probably I was probably twelve. It was probably legal. <laughs> um, but I worked two shifts at the pub. Yeah, six hours, ten bucks an hour. Take home 120 over my two shifts, which probably panned out over three years. So it's, um, yeah, let's just say my earnings got better when we got to West Coast, yeah. So
0: you went from that to playing footy. So yeah, you've, never, out, you've never really had a job.
1: No, nah, straight out of school, a um, month or two
2: later I was drafted. And, did you hear the whack? Across here? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I was, oh, yeah. It's I'd ironic. It's ironic that he makes a living now interviewing elite athletes, but he's shooting <laughs> shots across the bow of an elite athlete. Not having a job. No, nah, it's a job. <laughs> where Where did you grow up? Did you buy some Pats for Ballarat? But I know you was a Bacchus Marsh boy.
1: Yeah. So a great two
2: in the, the same? Yeah,
1: age? they're a bit of a distance away. So I, I grew know. up in Bacchus Marsh, um, born and raised there. We moved like 10 minutes Ballarat side of Bacchus Marsh when we were sort of teenagers. Um, so sort of six to seven years there before I moved over here. But um, yeah, Bacchus Marsh was the main hub where um, yeah where we were sort of brought up. So loved it there and played football, Bacchus Marsh Junior Footy Club, and then um, went to school in Ballarat and then played TAC Cup for Western Jets, which was based back down in Melbourne. So mm. part of the reason I didn't have a part-time job was a lot of time was spent travelling in the car between Melbourne and Ballarat, which was um, most of my afternoon post-school. It's a good excuse at least. Great excuse. some Pat, I
2: mean, Pat's, from my memory, is like, you rate right, yourselves at footy, like yeah. at footy school, right? Yeah. Is
1: that yeah. right? Yeah, not like a dedicated football school like a Maribyrnong secondary were sort of that right. was in our area at the time. That was like they would get footballs in on a football program.
2: But St. Patches has produced a lot we just, of Yeah,
1: we just sort of had a name that boys that were decent at footy and wanted to have a crack would would find themselves there. Um, and it was a good school to go to. Like It was an all-boys education, um, which I loved at the time. That was the best thing ever. But – yeah, I, I loved going to school, but it was just lucky that we had um, an unbelievable footy program ran by Howard Clark. And my year 10 side, I think – well, when I was in year 10 playing first 18, there was two year 10s in the side in our premiership team, um, Dan Butler and myself from St Kilda. And I think there was another maybe eight blokes in year 11 and 12 that were drafted from that same team in the years before I went. So Any names? Um, so Matt Crouch, Dallas Willsmore – um, Oscar McDonald were all the year above me. Um, and then the year year 12s of that year was Michael Close, Don Barry, Jake Need. Um, who else was there? Tanner Smith who went to Frio. Yes, um, There might have been one more there that I'm forgetting, but like Nick Rippon as well who won a couple of listen trophies in the VFL. Is there like one player to come out of
2: St Pats that's like, yeah, we produced – that's who we, like Charlie Kern. I went to Geelong College, so I am yeah, assuming yeah, he's yeah. just trumped Will Schofield down at Geelong College. <laughs> yeah. Is there oh, someone of that ilk? the
1: The board that they have in the Borders dining room of of AFL players to come through there is like incredible. So there's the, all these old blokes from the forties and fifties that yes. you know they love to claim as well, what we all do. Um, but yeah, like, Reece, like Drew Petrie stands out for me. Just knowing the man that he is now, um, he was the St. Pat's boy, was he? Uh, yeah, he was. He was a Ballarat man, and um, yeah. Paddy's boy, so they're, they're, they've had some big names to like. I'm well down the well down the order there um, for yeah, bikes right. to come out of St. pats, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> so uh, people externally would know you as Liam Duggan, as Duggo. Uh, people closer to Shuma gets thrown around. <laughs> Where's Shuma come from?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, It
2: may not be your nickname.
1: <laughs> no, it's not my nickname. It's that's my old man. So he, yeah, he's um, universally known as Shuma. Uh, I'm actually not sure what he introduces himself to new people as <laughs> now. Like if, I'd say if he met Dan, he would go in with Schumer. Um, would was, he? I reckon, yeah. First name basis. Yeah, nickname. I reckon that's like call him Schumer. Um, great. You may as well. That's so. Great. Yeah, but it's funny. A few people try to roll with it, probably ones that knew Dad a little bit before. So ha- Hammer actually, Hamish. I know. Um, Hamish said Schumer, or called me Schumer that much when he got to the football club that everyone was almost sick of it and it, he adopted the nickname Schumer. From a lot of people. Um, him? Yeah, he, Hammer was Schumer. Um, so <laughs> I'm walking around and people are yelling out Schumer, and I'm like, oh, Dad, dad's here again. Um, Is this like Bunger?
2: Like, Bunger was passed down the family. Yeah, no, it wasn't
1: passed down to me at all. So I don't know. His, his old man came up with it. They all have, dad's one of 12, and they all had weird nicknames like That's that. So 12. Um, yeah, so they all sort of were, were known as, um, and, and a lot of them are known as their nicknames. They're not their actual names.
2: What's Schumer's dad's nickname? We What's called it?
1: him Grumps. Yeah, but his name was Kevin and his nickname's Dars. So just weird, <laughs> weird stuff like that. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: The just fine with you? You don't have any Yeah, Duggo's right now, fine so?
1: with me. Yeah, it's like, well, because we're one of 12, though. there's like a million Duggos around. Um, so when I'm with my cousins, it's a little bit hard um, to know who anyone's talking to, but Duggo
0: for me is fine. So it makes me think of How So like, that could be a thing. Oh,
2: no. Don't pull him into that. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't reply to that, please. So, um, you go through your school, premiership players. as you said, with some pats. Um, Under-16 state team, you were not picked. Yeah. Vic Metro.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's a part of the Sorry, Vic...
2: it's a long way back.
1: But... Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, – well, first of all, what like Vic Metro for me, um, since coming to West Coast, like, everyone hates the Metro kids. <laughs> <laughs> and Why is that? I don't know. I think it's just something about – being over here and it's a Victorian footy league still, and um, you were just you were right in the thick of it, mate, because you played for Vic Metro, so you're as close to home as it can be. Um,
2: just a, there's just a different aura between Vic Metro yeah, and Vic Country, I think right? They, yeah, and Dago is, is very much a Vic Country type aura. Nice, yep, respectable, uh, handles <laughs> out himself out them, well. Happens. You know, just just a good bloke. Mm. Vic Metro don't really hold any of those characteristics. <laughs> right, I'm a Vic <laughs> Country boy. Like. I'm a Vic Country <laughs> <Yeah>. boy. <kid. laughs>
1: um yeah so I was borderline big country um but you're a big But I was big metro and enjoyed my time there but yeah sixteens i was um i sort of, i probably i tried out for a few like the you know the schoolboy squads and I was always a decent junior, but I was quite small i don 't know if that had anything to do with not being selected but missed out on the twelves teams missed didn 't even get asked to the fifteens team um and then was playing at the sixteens with western jets um got asked along to the state squad, tried that out, and I got knocked back at the final hurdle. I was made an emergency. So I was in the squad of 30, but I wasn't in the squad of 25 to travel to Sydney for the championship. So um, I was pretty much ready to throw the cue in the rack a little bit. Like I sort of had a crack at a few different squads. A lot of my mates were playing in the, in the teams as well.
2: For footy as a uh, – you know, in general? Like, yeah, yeah, like I
1: was just – I just wanted to play local. Yeah. It was like I'm sick of travelling from – you know, if I'm travelling from Ballarat to – and I was only 15, 16 at the time, so yeah. it wasn't like – wasn't horrendous at the time, but it was, you know, it was a long time in the car and a lot of effort for mum and dad. And I was just like, I oh, was happy playing at Bacchus Marsh, to be honest. Like, it's good fun down there. and I'm enjoying my footy and I'm good. So um, <laughs> I was having a ball. But, um, yeah, mum, mum, like, you literally had to make the decision. So we got in the car after a practice game and they made the announcement to who was in the team and who wasn't. I made the 30, not the 25, and it was an option for the five emergencies. If they wanted to come to the camp that was about to start that night for three or four days, I think. Um, so it's either like head from Craigieburn where the called Cannons play to the Vibe Hotel in Carlton across the road from Busy Park um, good. or turn right and head the other way and go back to Bacchus Marsh and, you know, just...
0: Goodbye forever. Yeah, goodbye Vic <laughs> Mitchell, I hate you sort of thing.
1: Um, <laughs> Wish I was at Vic Country. Um,
2: so it was a fork yeah, in the road. It was Literally. a fork in the road and
1: mum, Mum, like, I was just like, nah, dad, turn right, um, let's go home. And mum just kept pressing me, you, you got to go. They just ha- just, what, what happens if you know you just get lucky you're there and someone injures themselves, and or well, you're next in line so took mum's advice luckily um rolled onto the camp there was another practice game to come in a couple of weeks before we sort of jetted off I think we played Vic Country they let all 20 I don't know I think I'm assuming the other five emergencies came I'm not sure I can't remember but um yeah went down and played that game because I sort of stuck in there and Played alright, and unfortunately, one of the boys did go down with an injury that was going to keep him out of of the carnival. And I played okay that day, um, probably with no pressure and just wanting to go out there and have a bit of fun. Got called up to the uh, to the rooms afterwards, and they told me to pack my bags. I'll be travelling the week Gee. or two or later. So, and then from there, it was just a string of luck, really. I'm from that 16s carnival. I've gone from not meant to be playing in the side to selected for the AIS intake. So, I went from being in. Not even the top twenty-five in the Vic Metro squad to being in the thirty selected from that whole carnival for the um, yeah for the AIS squad, which was I don't know how they did it. They must have seen something from my nine touches off half-back in one of those games. But um, <laughs> not much has changed.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, you won an award as well. You won the most um, impressive or outstanding intake. It it wasn't like you just scraped into the All Australian team either. or yeah. the AIS, so. yeah,
1: yeah. I, I was through the. Um, I was lucky enough to go back for the level two intake as well. And I can't remember which, which year it was in, but the, the Ben Mitchell award, um, I think it was awarded for more of a, like an all round sort of um, on and off field. Yeah. And, and I was lucky enough to win that, which was a, another huge shock, but um, yeah, it was probably like from 12 I don't know, twelve to 15. It's so young when you think about it, like think of my dreams are crushed at that age when I mean, they, they really weren't. They were sort of, everything's just getting started at that age, but um, it was a nice few years there sort of, through those rep squads and a little bit of recognition with the Ben Mitchell Award. and um, Yeah, I suppose the rest is history. It sort of set me up pretty well to to be selected at pick 11 for West Coast.
2: That's right, pick mm. 11, 2014 draft, West Coast first pick. Who else was in your draft crop? Jacko Nelson was in there.
1: Jacko, uh, Tom Lamb, Damien Kavka, Alec Waterman, who um, has taken a different path to his footy. And, and then we had a couple of boys – Rock up the same year, Paddy Brophy is an Irishman, Corey Adamson is the baseballer, and yes. Sugar Lucas from Carlton, so we had a big crop come Sugar. in um, Yeah, that year, which was, which was great. Four Victorians, Like we could not have been more lucky to be drafted with four blokes who I knew fairly well at that stage, either played in the AS with them or at Vic Metro, so very lucky.
2: Do you remember your first game? I think I had four touches in my first game. I'd have to check that, but well, and there was no, and there was no sub. <laughs> no, no, but there was no sub. <laughs> and I sat on the bench halfway through the second quarter. Yeah, well, I reckon I,
1: I, it was a pretty embarrassing game to be honest, because I I had maybe four or five touches, but I don't know if you remember my first set shot at goal. I'm assuming um, you missed. I missed by a long way. Like I didn't just. <laughs> you miss, had a shot in like, your first game. Yeah, like I was fresh legs. I do know, remember I'd, this. I'd come on, you know, and I was just running. As hard as I could everywhere. I went, mean, I was 75 kilos. I was just a whip it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, just, I was part of this full ground play and I ended up marking one inside 50 and went back. I thought, you beauty, like, this is my moment. Was this um, your first kick as well? No, oh, it was, my first kick was part of this play though. So right. I was sort of in the same play. I was like, you beauty, I'm going to be, I'm on here. <laughs> um, went back and it was sort of like a, it wasn't straight in front, it was a little bit to the left of the goals. Um, we'll kick in like the city end of Subi. And I, like, I put it on the West Leadable train tracks. Like, that's how far <laughs> out. I, I looked over the big screen, and there was people laughing. Like, I generally sent it thirty meters the wrong way. Um, yeah, never, it was
2: the worst kick
1: ever. Yeah, and I, like, I, I struggle with set shots since, like, I've so been many set shots. So like,
2: you're mentally damaged.
1: It, it scarred me like big time. Like looking at people laughing at me, like. <laughs> Almost oh, hit, head in their hands kind of thing. Like, yeah, it, it was right here, yeah. brutal. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I'm
0: laughing. I'm not laughing at Doug. I'm laughing at the moment. Um, yeah, it was, it was when when you kicked your first goal, the commentary, Dennis. Commen- I just watched the hire before. Dennis, Commen- he goes. That can't be his first goal. Um, was that because you'd been playing for a while before you got your first, or was it? I don't know Dennis was just surprised that that was yeah. your first.
1: Yeah. No, I, I would have been my eighth or ninth game, I reckon. Right. Yeah, and I, I'd had a few cracks, I think. So that was probably. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think um, it, was, it was actually a cool moment to – yeah, Dennis, I don't know what he said, but something about returning from outer space or yeah, yeah. something like that. But it was actually a cool little one line. No, it was his.
0: actually – he was like, you don't see that these days. or It yeah, was something like yeah, that. Yeah, it
1: was a good little oh –
2: yeah. I made oh, yeah. <laughs> Centimetre Perfect by Dennis Kometi. Oh, maybe yeah. be in this book. <laughs> what, what, why that I, written? Mate, I reckon it could be in there. I don't know <laughs> what it was in, but De- Dennis dropped it off when he was on this oh, podcast. Really? Yeah, right. I'll have to find out. I'll have to have a search for it. I'm very, actually, I'm
1: very grateful that – I actually got to play under those like Bruce and Dennis commentating just for a few years because like now I've got a bit of Dennis Gold. That, oh yeah, you know, that is sort of goes with one of my plays. Which um, yeah, I could not be
0: more happy about that. When, you, when you're retired in 15 years, or whatever, and they play a highlight package at the end, they got Dennis commenti calling some of your plays. Like that's brilliant. I'm
2: pretty yeah. sure Dennis called that specky I took on uh, Caleb Daniel and sledged <laughs> me, and then. <laughs> And then Lee Matthews, one of the greats of all time, came on and sledged me. Yeah. And then Jimmy Bartel, Brownlow medalist, came on and sledged me. Like so, yeah, that's yeah, a special. Take hangers on who's in front? You're of me exactly like. right, Liam. I'm very aware of <laughs> it, mate. I'm very aware of me. one of the great masters of all time. Was anyone else in the competition? But you can't take you can't take marks on him. This isn't about like yeah. I know. Yeah, it should be a, yeah. That was Lee. No, it should be a rule against taking marks on. Like, okay, <laughs> right, on, Lee. Uh, this isn't about me though. This is about you. Yeah. So that's 2015. You play twelve games in your first year. Yep. You do a knee lateral, medial, uh, posterior, one of the, one of the ligaments <laughs> in your <laughs> knee, uh, and you you finish up and you watch the grand final on on the sidelines. Is that is that hard or are you just sort of happy to have been playing in your first year? Like, what's your recollections of twenty fifteen?
1: Yeah, no, I was certainly like happy to be just a part of what it was that that year. Um, I was actually so I was sort of dropped after my. 12th game, um, which was in Melbourne uh, – sorry, it was in Darwin playing Melbourne. It was
2: pretty late in the year. It was around, around 17, I reckon. Yeah, like.
1: yeah. So I'd sort of – I'd played 12 up to that stage and then
2: – Like in a row you'd played 12?
1: Uh, well, it was. I reckon it was close because then I came back. I had. I must have done a little calf in the same week. I, I was subbed off and all that. I wasn't playing well. I was I was pulled out of the team because of form. Um, just happened that a little hot spot came up on my calf during the week and, and I might have missed one or two weeks and came back through the waffle and um, which is where I, you know, I may have played the rest of the year anyway. Um, but first quarter of that first game back, the injury occurred and um, I was just put on ice for the rest of the year. So I knew that everything was sort of done and dusted for me for that year. But I was pretty happy to be able to string 12 games together and and just where that year ended up taking us, it was like what an experience to be involved in an AFL grand final from afar. But to see the team go through that and... Um, how big a buzz it was for West Coast and the fans in WA as a whole. So um, pretty surreal to be there on grand final day in 2015 watching your mates mm. battle it out. So that was um, – 2015 was – I took it as a big tick. It was obviously the start of some knee troubles for me, which have now um, probably hung around a little bit more than
2: what I would have liked.
1: But, um, yeah, it was a pretty good run for me that first year.
2: Yeah, so I was going to – I mean, we'll talk about the, the learnings from 2015. If you had any coming into 18 in, in the – you know, premiership you're playing, but I'm looking at your games played and you've, you've been pretty consistent in terms of being able to get out and play games, but you've had injuries as well, haven't you? Like yeah. you've had surgeries and your knee, yep. especially the last couple of years with pre-seasons pretty much down the gurgler. Yep. What, what are your reflections on working through injury and, and dealing with that and how that affects the year?
1: Yeah, I still consider myself pretty lucky with injuries throughout my career. If I have missed a period of time, it's usually been pre-seasons, um, the last couple uh probably more recently. But, um, yeah, I've, I've had my fair share. 2019 a syndesmosis, kept me out for six or seven weeks, struggled for form when I got back into the side, missed out on that final series. Um, 15, obviously the knee, which which then caused some troubles for, for later on down the path, which we ended up finding out. But I still consider myself pretty lucky with, with injuries and games missed through injury. Um, but, yeah, I'm probably learning a lot more now about how to deal with ongoing issues and, and the way that my body's feeling. I definitely didn't expect to be feeling this way at 26.
2: Have you um, have you missed the last two pre-seasons pretty much totally? Basically, yeah. yeah, basically. So you have surgery when you finish the year yep. and you're in recovery mode until... Yeah, so I pretty much
1: finished 2021 early because of it. So I had surgery during 2021, uh, missed five weeks, and then had surgery at the end of 2021, missed three games. It just sort of crumbled on me with three games to go. And then... Um, had surgery just before Christmas last last year, the year just gone. Um, so that's sort of like everything I'd done up to that point. Then I missed four or five weeks after that, so you pretty much wipe a lot of what you'd done beforehand. Mm. So still in a better position this year coming into the start of the year than what I was last year. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot more than what I probably thought I would be in that knee. Everything else is working all right. But, yeah, mm. the knee's um, causing a little bit of grief here and there.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so back on 2015 uh, and sort of into 18, you know, I, you know, I played in both, so I, I took a lot of lessons. Did did 2018 the preparation because you'd been through, you'd seen what training looks like in a grand final week, you'd actually seen all those things. Like yep. some guys hadn't seen that. Did did you feel like in 2018 you'd sort of reflected at all on, on what you would experienced in 2015?
1: Yeah, definitely. It was more. It was probably more from what you boys had sort of the leadership around. The approach to a second time around I mean the first time it didn't go so well for us or not how we planned so I learned a lot from just knowing what to expect from the the media coming in all the extra sort of um, appointments that you make with being a part of a grand final and grand final week so all of that I was sort of a little bit prepared for because of what I'd seen but I think our, our phrase through that premiership sort of charge was to accept it rather than embrace it I think We went 2015, it was a bit more embrace and enjoy this and, you know, look at the fans. And then I think the learnings from 2015 were let's just accept that all this is going to happen around us. And um, I think that gave us a pretty clear focus to, you know, move into 2018 with – it probably just kept us a little bit calmer. I five goals down in the first quarter. Be calm. Um, Be calm. I wasn't exactly calm, but I was accepting of the fact (laughs) that we were five goals down. Um, And, yeah, I think we've – all spoken about it before, but those two late goals to to go into quarter time yeah. with and how that made us feel were there's a lot better than being five goals down than um, three.
2: You were um you were twenty one in the grand final, correct? Yeah,
1: yep, yeah, my seventieth game. It's pretty young. I don't, young. You, I don't
2: know if you still feel young, but 21's young.
1: I do feel young still, but that cool. that was that was, yeah, very very young. So i like just so lucky. Like I came into the club at such a good time. Um, great players, real real legacy players of West Coast that I was able to sort of start my career with and and then Yeah, obviously to achieve the ultimate in 2018 and just to play a role, like I wasn't a star player, I was never standing out, Um, but I was part of a good back line, which we all were and that was just, you know, I I took a lot of pride in being part of that back line and and having my, you know, 15 touches a game and um, just being a part of the cog that that worked back there. You You, played?
0: Sorry, did you play every game in 18? 25, yeah
1: yeah I was close I might have missed one maybe just really so, so you've
0: got twenty four so is there twenty five including grand probably final yeah that? so yeah yeah i mean that's a that's the most you've played throughout your season. do you think that was your best sort of um season so far
1: yeah i, I think so i oh, personally, I've probably been able to go a little bit better just with my own form and and maybe more taking on a um i suppose a, not a more pivotal role but you know, been able to lead a little bit more on field and, and take ownership. Um whereas that year I was just surrounded by so many lead. Like Coley and I, we would just just run our like run the half back, run up to the half forward flank, run back to the half back flank and we'd just <coughs> pick up a few touches here and there. We'd just cover off our man when we needed to and govern anyone else would be flying for marks and Skelly would be doing his thing on the goal line. But it, it just worked. just everything was just mixing in. So in terms of consistency, that would have been my best year because I was just able to just to fit in. And um, and I think that's what, you know, made a great team tick that year was just we all just, like, I just got Masto ringing in my ears still from 2018 just yelling at everyone to play your role. And it's like, how simple is that? Like, Masto, you're a genius. Um, play your role is all we needed to do and, and basically that's what we did.
2: Yeah, given that West Coast hasn't been able to replicate that and, you know, not a lot of sides do go back-to-back or defend a premiership or even, you know, win multiple. There are some, you know, Geelong, Brisbane, Hawthorne, and Richmond, but outside of that it's difficult to do. And sometimes on reflection it feels like it is simple, but do you appreciate that it's bloody hard?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's – well, yeah, I suppose we've we've been in a time where it's been like dynasties of just like Hawthorne and Geelong and Richmond and Sydney have been around forever doing Mm. well in grand finals and we we just broke that up a little bit and like to realise how hard it was to get that one but to realise how well those teams do to stay there each and every year – is, yeah, like a lot of admiration for those sides who are doing that still. So it's, yeah, I, I suppose because I was so young at the time and um, just happy playing my role and, and being part of a good team. Now it's kind of like I sort of feel it, not the weight or the pressure, but, you know, it's, it's me that I, I want to make sure we get back there because, mm. you know, I, I wasn't a huge part of why we won that day. Um, but I would have loved to have been. I would have loved to have, you know, played a role like Skell- and I'm not in your pocket because you're here. You he can. You're um, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like <laughs> the done. role that Scoey played on the day will be remembered, um, you know, for a long, long because time. I'll because I'll be telling people forever. Yeah, I <laughs> have uh, got the podcast rolling <laughs> very regularly. <laughs> yeah. Listen the main reason <laughs> um, for the podcast. Yeah, but, you know, I was, I was sort of just – I, I want to be a big role player in, in what we're doing going forward. So that's where the hunger lies for me to, to reach those heights again and, and be a big part of, of you know, why we're there.
2: Hmm. Do you have any – do you have any memories around stories around the grand final, not the game itself, but I don't know, pre, pre you know, the, the training or, or the or the 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 parade or, you know, given that you're a Victorian boy, you know, sorting tickets out. I don't know. Do you have yeah. any, like, funny memories or stories um, or things around the game or even after it? Yeah, I was thinking – I was actually
1: – because I knew we'd obviously speak about this coming in, but I have a terrible memory and so I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit flat actually that, like, it is – so because I – Unless someone triggers my memory yeah. on something that day or in the lead up, like I do struggle to recollect what <laughs> what actually went on. Um, so there, there's obviously big things. The funniest thing for me was the, the parade. Uh, I was sitting in the back of the car with Coley and we'd, you know, we'd seen some family and friends hanging out and um, Coley and I had some mutual friends there as well. So it was awesome to see them and be in the same car together and all this sort of stuff. But then I remember sort of rolling up towards where my family, i just passed my family I think, and i just hear this like, murmur from the silo, who are you? <laughs> and I was just like, that is that is pretty relevant for where I'm at at the moment. Um, Cole, you, know, but,
2: you two would have been the youngest in the team, right? Yeah, Cole. apart from Venice. Oh, yeah, Yeah, sorry, but
1: yeah. like, you know, Fyne was a similar age and, and Wiz and stuff, but they were – they were doing some pretty incredible things on the football field at that time and um and Colin I you? were just our back pockets. Who so, are you though? Yeah. Was. Like this it was funny as like, it was it was almost like the crowd went dead silent. Like it was the loudest thing ever, grand final parade. Everything's going on, and then it's like everyone went silent. This guy just took his moment.
2: So, who are you? Did you laugh? Um
1: yeah, like I tried to find him in the crowd and waivers, but he just it was like he just clicked his fingers and disappeared. Um but yeah, I got a, a lot of joy out of that. Um, even more joy when we won. So <laughs>
2: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. When, when, um, this is probably a bit more of a you know philosophical, overarching question. But when the siren goes, any part of you is taken back to like that fork in the road moment, where you like Whoa. at one point in time yeah. I was just sitting in the car with mum. Um, yeah,
1: I, I, yeah, no, you, it, it was. I don't know at the time, but certainly, like through my career, I've thought about that a lot because I still have the feeling that I would have made made it if I'd, you know, I would have kept trying at football. I would have kept you know, trying to play well and, and I would have had another crack at 18s and if I didn't make 18s I probably would have had a crack through the VFL. But um, I definitely think that that time in, in my juniors where it was like, do we go to this camp or do we not, um, set up the path for landing it. Like if I'm I'm a big believer in that I probably wouldn't have landed at West Coast. Um, then, then I wouldn't have been a part of that 2015 side that almost made it and then not part of that side in 2018 that did make it. So... I'm a big believer in that landed me where I am today. No Butterfly doubt. effect. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just m- Mum's happy. She claims that one a lot. Um, that, you know that she <laughs> give her a shout out. She really yeah, seen. yeah. Thanks, Mum. It was a great, it was a great call. And I, and, you know, looking back, I was like, why the hell would I not have gone to that? But at the time, I was just pissed off with everything. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But it, at, at the time, I was just trying to make it out to the back line because I was on the bench when the siren went. Um, and so I was just like sprinting to to you boys, and there's a few blokes that caught me on the way. So it's kind of like, no, nah, get out, boy. let me get out, <laughs> let me get out there to my men. Um, what were you
2: doing on on the bench? I mean, we've had Venner's on. I think Venner's was on the bench. Who was? Can you yeah, remember who were the four on the bench? I think it was
1: Venner's Scotty, Lecker and myself. So I wasn't Le- yeah. Lekker, yeah.
2: You feel, was, Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the whole Dom Shade thing, right? But what? Yeah. What's happening on the bench when I don't think I've, I've never asked you or anyone about yeah. what's happening on the bench when Shader kicks the goal? What yep. are you blokes doing and talking about?
1: Well, it's funny you say because I was meant to come back on, so we we're meant to have seven backs on the ground yes. after Dom kicked that goal. So as soon as, like, if it was if we kick a goal here and get in front, our seven defenders are on are on the field. So there's something something happened. Um, bunger had
2: a bunger had a blood bung, rule. Yeah,
1: so we needed Bunger back on. So that's why I came off. Um, obviously, you want your, your captain, your best player on the field yes. uh, in crunch time. But the funny thing was that Sheeta, I'm pretty sure it was Sheeta, was meant to come off. Yes. Um, but obviously he's got the ball in his hands and he's celebrating and everyone's ran to him and he would have run out of time to get off himself. So he was meant to – he ended up kicking the goal obviously, but he was meant to be the one that came off to get me back on the field so that we had seven defenders on the ground. So I'm like waiting for someone to run off and so I can get back out there and set up, um, which is why Yoey ended up going behind the ball. And in the end, right. the ball lands in his hands, he so kicks it back. That could have been... It, which mm. you were the last line of defence that But that could
2: have... Yoey could have been you.
1: Yoey could have been me, but um, I would have probably been on a man. Uh, whereas Yoey is <laughs> just doing what he does and <laughs> reads the play and kicks it back um, into our centre forward. But yeah, the, the bench, like when Jack Mark dropped that ball... Um, mm. that that is an interesting bit of footage um because we all rise and then he drops the mark and we realize and like the despair that we all felt at the time was just like you see it like go up and then it just drops
2: because you know how long says you know yeah, you've got the clock did, in front yeah, of you we've got
1: the clock so we like we know so that when they surged forward that last time it was like real like tighten up moments cause <laughs> yeah so
2: you knew there was enough time that if Yoli wasn't there that there's a, there's a potential that that could have been a,
1: they had one last run of it and that was it and it started moving forward and it was Bob, like it wasn't a mark. It, no. it was bouncing and it was like this, we've seen footies go yes. do 360s around people and just, you know, it, it was on. So we, we were Are like, you
2: like clock, play, clock, play or yeah, are you like just yeah. play? Or I, you just,
1: uh, yeah, I can't now. I can't remember. I, I was clock like between Sheeter and the goal, like, you know, all that yes. time was clock. But then I reckon I was on my feet after JD and then I don't think I sat back down. I'm <laughs> going to say I didn't. That um, was just
2: I just imagine that being a horrible place to be. Can't impact it.
1: No, can't impact it, which, yeah, the way, again, the way it works out, yeah, Yoey, Yoey saves the day for us on, on that, um, yeah, in the back line. So. It's like,
2: I don't know why it's giving me this, feel. it makes me feel sick thinking yeah. about how oh, nerve wracking yeah. that would be. Was, that would be worse than any position, at least on the field. It's like, do your job. It's like, I don't know. you just, you just you're not worried about how much time's there. It's like, yeah, it's like, balls around, yeah. be tough or something. I don't know. Whereas yeah. <laughs> on the bench, you're just like, what the fuck did yeah. we do here?
1: Yeah, it was like that. But I, I was also, I'd had a, so I'd had a big last quarter in terms of like my mind ticking over because I didn't get a lot of the ball in the last quarter. But so Hutchie had obviously done a really good job on steel side bottom and steel side bottom would probably not remember this because I was a, just a back pocket at the time. But he went and stood on the fat side of the ground and I was picking him up for most of the quarter because I'm assuming they wanted to – move the ball quick, get it out the fat side and give it to one of their better one-on-one players.
2: Or at the least drag Hutchie with side bottom so they got you know, yeah. one that's around the ball. Or something well, so like we that.
1: dropped Hutchie tagging, I think. Right. Or, or he just didn't, he wasn't going forward with him. It was just going to be Coley or I that picked him up. Mm. And I stood next to St- Steel side bottom for like 15 minutes while we were just like in-out-in plays all the time. Like we, we were going to win that game just if we had enough time. And Jim, like, do you remember just inside fifty? Inside yes. fifty, when they just so couldn't the, get it past halfway. You're,
2: you're out on the fat side.
1: Yeah, it's like if these four, if our fours don't cover the switch here, like, and they were looking for it. There's there's audio of Simo after the the matter um, when they sort of you know release all that vision. Of like, I think I kicked a ball to Chris Maine and he marked it inside our forward fifty, and they were like we're looking to switch. And you can hear Simo in the background, like they're looking to switch. They're looking to switch.
2: Tell Dago. Yeah. And Tell Dago. <laughs> To stand on the outside of <laughs> steel side bottom. That's
1: what it would have been like. I was covering perimeter hard. Like, there was no way <laughs> I was getting away, but I I was I was shitting myself that this ball's gonna be out here, it's gonna be a one-one. on Steel Solomon's gonna run the wing and he's gonna kick three goals. Um so I was like, yeah, my heart was racing that whole last quarter. So it was nice to actually get a little break on the
2: bench and just yeah. relax for a second, but then
1: it all happened. So that's
2: very good. Yeah. I like that. Um post grand final, just remember being with your family? Yeah, emotional.
1: Yeah, I was yeah, it was emotionally the fact that it was just super exciting, like just the, the level of excitement and seeing, you know, everyone that means a lot to you in the rooms afterwards, just um, almost more excited than, yeah, full of elation. So it was just, it was a, it was a good feeling. But then, then you look around the room and, you know, you're with your family and, you know, there's your best mates are all, and you, and you know their parents and their brothers and their sisters and their partners um, and you just get to see everyone having this ultimate time. It was um, – yeah, it was – I think that's why we crave it so much, right? It's just that, that you know, you pure out. joy. Yeah, just to- on top of the world. Nothing can sort of stop you in that moment. So it was um, incredible.
2: So, okay, so that's 2018. So, you know, it's, it's broaching on a long time ago now. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's getting lot-
0: so we probably can't bring it up anymore. Yeah, I
2: know. I think this could be the last time we do it, but yeah. it's pretty good to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, you, you've been top five in the BNF 2020 and 2022, so you've you've matured. You were a 21-year-old in 2018 and Premier, haven't had the opportunity to go back and do that again, but your footy's probably got better, and now you find yourself in the leadership group this year. Um, how's that been, that development, that growth um, growing up?
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's all happened really under, you know, I, well, my time here at West Coast has become you – know, I was drafted as a 17-year-old and then all of a sudden – been here my ninth season and part of a leadership group, and um, getting on towards the, the back end of the age. You know, demographic at a football club. So,
2: you'd never learn anything else in another workplace. Like, you, you didn't learn anything out of the back dish picking down at the pub down yeah. at Back Smash. <laughs> yeah. I've
1: um, oh, still got scars from that, too. Two shifts and I've, I've got scars. But, um, i myself on the, on the, um, putting it like the fry pan back up on the top shelf and just absolutely seared myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: didn't go well down nah,
1: the pub. No. No. But, yeah, that growth, mate. Like, what's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's been. I suppose it's been quite seamless in a way. It's just been a lot of great leaders that I've grown up with. That we've been known to be an old side uh, most of my time here, um, so I think I've just sort of grown into what they've been able to sort of instil in me. And, and I, I think I had some leadership potential through my juniors, in you know, at an early age at the at the football club, and everyone sort of was, you know, they ran that down your throat a little bit, like you've got leadership potential, mate. Um, but you never know where that's going to land here. It's just as time goes, you you find yourself in this position. So I'm really enjoying being in that position, but it, it also comes with its challenges. Like it's, it's, um, it's not different to what I thought, but uh, yeah, there's certainly a lot of stuff that you do have um, a say on or an opinion on um, that you definitely weren't thinking about before you enter these sort of circles. So mm. It's uh yeah enjoyable, but at the same time it has its challenges.
2: I, I reflect back on you coming to the football club as a 17 year old because you got drafted as a seven year old, didn't you? One yeah, of, one of the only people in that draft because of your birthday. Yep. December. Yeah, um, and you come to the footy club. I don't think you'd had a beer before. No, nah, I didn't drink before. That so, already, nah. so Doug had never had a beer, which legally, I mean, that's appropriate you a and break responsible. Door. Yeah, well um, hold <laughs> But I mean, it's, it's quite difficult in a football club to probably get away with that for too long. I remember his first off-season had um, been introduced to the, uh, you know, just having a good time with his mates and having a couple of beers. Lure it in. Uh, by, usually by me, a lot of it. <laughs> and he had – he developed a, a, a this cough. Oh, yeah. Do you he remember that? that uh, yeah. You used to sit – it wasn't a cough. It was a clearing of your throat. <clears> throat> that. Just do that. Which you haven't – Have I ever done that sir? No. Yeah, okay. So you got so rid, rid, got of, rid mate, of it, mate, for three years. I thought I'd permanently damaged Duggo's <laughs> – Vocal neck, uh, body, he, he would just <laughs> honestly every, neck, yeah. every, every, every 20 seconds. <clears throat> <clears throat> now was, I feel like I'm doing it. It, it. was from drinking, yeah. Was from drinking I, yeah beers. I'd never
1: had it before that off season, and then I just and then I um and I wouldn't have been like I wouldn't have been punishing the beers, like I would have been no. I was a lightweight at the time, but um, yeah, I did I did develop that there. I, was it? You sat right in front of me, yeah. for a while there. But I could hear. Always you. there, but yeah, he would turn around
2: constantly. Shut <laughs> up! Right. But it was my fault because you just you got a cough after having a few too many beers, and then it just stayed there for like <laughs> <Yeah>. three years. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, sorry, I was just reflecting on. No, your no, growth no good, good. So you've grown uh, out of that. Yeah, I'll probably God. start doing it again. You actually uh, no, it up. don't do with it. The,
0: um, <laughs> with the, the leadership team, yes. the club. Um, yes. We had Alex Pierce on. Uh, Last yeah, week. Last week. Um, and he talks about how they vote on captaincy and things like that. Do they vote on the um, the leadership team as well or is that picked by the um, coaches?
1: Yeah, usually we do vote on the whole leadership group. This year we actually haven't. So I'm just like rocking up to meeting still. I'm not sure if I'm meant to be there. But uh, <laughs> we did we did vote on our captain and two vice captains. And then there's a, there's four of us in there at the moment who don't have a title but part of that mm. leadership group. Who is that? We, uh, so Oscar? Oscar. Yeah, Oscar and myself who were part of it last year, and then uh, Tom Cole and Dom Sheed have come in as well. So it's a good group of sort of young, young Lee, all similar age. Um, Obviously, Gov and Shuey are a little bit older, but yeah, TB down to Oscar, we're sort of in that bracket that hopefully take the club forward in the next you know five to seven years.
0: Did you vote for yourself in the captaincy?
1: No, I didn't. Um, It's too nice, but I I I told the obviously I went to the captain's day. yeah, and Dan I, I was leading
2: this. towards that, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I joked when I got back that I told all the captains of the other 17 clubs that I would see them next year. <laughs> um, obviously, <laughs> I'd That's good. I, I do not have any aspirations to do that next year, but it's. Uh, yeah, it was sort of. Uh, it was a nice little way in for that yeah. one. So, <laughs> so
0: you, how? Oh. You, so the first thing, like, that was odd about that photo... Um- no, no. Oh, yeah, sorry.
2: Well, well how, how did you why, why were you... why were you there? Yeah, why, yeah, you, why yeah. was
0: the seventh in line leader? Why were you there? The, uh,
1: yeah, so we had main training Friday, so it was going to be a big session. It was obviously the week before round one. Um, so it was fly into Melbourne on Wednesday, fly out Thursday night, and we had a big session Friday morning to sign off on pre-season and have everyone right, you know, show up right to go for, for round one. So... Boots obviously with his soft tissue injuries, his age, um, Luke Chewy that is he he sort of I don't know if he weasled his way out of it, but someone See has it, pulled basically. him out. Um, Would have been and him. there was a lot of uh, because it was such last minute. Like I found out Tuesday that I was going. Um, so yeah, there was like
2: what McGovern and Barraza Yeah, I don't know. That?
1: Well, TB just had his newborn. Okay. Um, so fair. I was I was TB fine. You're out of the question, fair. mate. You've got you know you got a busy week, um, Gov. Hated, hated him Gov, for two days. Gov always gets out of this. stuff. Yeah. there's always something. <laughs> hated with. him for two days. Oscar hated for two days. Boots, I was filthy at. Like I was. <laughs> I don't get very angry very often, but go I on. was filthy. <laughs> um, even so much. I went like I fought for myself a little bit not to go. Um, and then they're like, oh right, I will send. Yeah, we'll send uh, Dom. I was like, oh hang on, wait, no, no, like <laughs> I'll go. I don't want like someone else to have to go because I'm pulling out. Was and it the travel
2: hard. or was it the you not being captain?
1: Uh, no, it was so. It was more the the travel, and I was like, I've like you know, my knee's not exactly in the most prime position to be. Mm. Um, and I I had a disjointed pre preseason. I needed another big session too, just to set my preseason up. Like I was a little bit behind the boys already. Um, but I'd come off like a cortisone and stuff, and that was their way of thinking it. And and to be honest, I kicked up a bit of a stink, like everyone did though. Like everyone, no one was putting their hand up.
2: Um, They've never held it in Perth, I might add. Doug-O won't say this, but yeah. never had the captain captain's breathing in Perth. That'd be nice. Yeah, Probably eleven yeah, of the captains so, are in sorry. Melbourne. Just, I said that, um, no, not you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Continue. But uh, yeah, no, I was just I said sort of, once I got there, it was honestly I, I was a little bit embarrassed because I was like, look, I'm you know I'm not the captain. Like, are the other seventeen captains even know? It? Like, potentially Jared Wits has no idea who I am. <laughs> Like I don't <laughs> don't really cross paths with him even yeah. on game day. Like he's not doing his Oppo analysis, and I'm popping up in there. Like he's a threat. Um, You've so, been
2: way too harsh on yourself. No, it's quite funny. It was
1: sort of just how I justified yeah. myself being so filthy at the reason I was going. But when I got there, I, I I did have a good experience. I I enjoyed what, um, you know what I saw. It was like it was a sort of a, a full on day. The media stuff and all that. It was like you know that's that's just had to be done. That sort of stuff. But just to meet. You know, some other blokes that I'd never crossed paths with and um the whole experience of pretending to be a captain for a day it was uh yeah, it wasn't wasn't the worst experience of my life. So yeah. I did I did apologise to
2: all pretty normal blokes? Like okay, they Yeah,
1: very yeah, very like it not, not that I'm – I'm not surprised. No. Uh, that sounded a bit surprised. Like no no surprised, I think but, no, um, I think
2: people I think people generally would look around
1: and yeah, even players, you don't know them. Yeah. So. It, well the funniest thing is like some of them are like genuine, you know competitive beasts on the field. Like a uh, Toby Nankervis, for example, like he is an angry man on the football field and plays that way and rucks that way and just like dominates the field. But he he was one of the nicer blokes that I'd come across and he actually helped me out quite a bit because we both didn't want to be there as equally as each other. So he um <laughs> he just he was not one for the media. Like, he was the one at the back with me while we we're all walking up the race and the cameras are out. And mind you, there's the other 17 clubs were represented by a captain. So I was the one and only, which I think in past years gone past there's maybe been couple. a couple here yeah. and there who are filling in. So, um, but usually they send the vice captain or something. Yeah, yeah, or, or that's, on or, and, that's on Brass
2: That's on Brassen Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but
1: exactly. they they did have they genuinely did, did have things booked in um, that were hard to move around, and I I did have something booked in, but um, I did have to apologise nice. to, to Nutrien Ag for that.
2: Uh, Dan Dan took a keen interest in the photo. Yeah, how do you yeah, feel about the photo? <laughs> terribly. Um, <laughs>
1: Terribly, I could not look. I'm bigger than Zach Merritt. I know that for a fact, but I look like half his size. So what's happened? What's happened there? I don't know if my chair was. <laughs> well, first of all, they put me in between Wits and Gorn, who <laughs> like are uh, two of the biggest men you will ever stand next to, let alone sit down. Next and you're to, sitting. Like, you're sitting. Yes, yeah, like so I'm sitting, and I don't. I reckon my chair is a little bit further back, like because I've been mindful in the past of hunching my shoulders in team photos and stuff because I have. Been made like I've dwarfed myself a few times, right? Yeah, between right. um some bigger blokes. So I I thought I've had a focus of keep my shoulders up and chin up and all oh, this, but it really did not come out that way. So it's probably a good thing though. Like wasn't wasn't my job to be there. Um, Luke Shuey didn't didn't rock up, so I've just sort of faded away into the shadows of big Gorn and Witty.
0: I think your problem was, um, and what we'd heard from from Alex Pierce was that they put the top four at the front. Yeah, so they had bulldogs.
2: Brisbane, Geelong, Sydney. Are, oh, right. Yeah. right, Collingwood's their and, too,
0: and Collingwood. So I think they had the top six. So you should be in the that area for you know your height for the photo yeah. to right. Like yeah. that was me in, in school, always yeah, sitting yeah, at front. Yeah, yeah. But because Darcy Moore's taken probably your spot, and why is he three times the size of what he actually is? As well? Is that <laughs> that I just <laughs> I,
1: just I just photoshopped you. that? Oh, what, nah, so, what was that?
2: Yeah, so so Dan right mm. here sitting at home photoshopped it and it went viral oh was that you
0: yes yeah, so <laughs> oh, you're I, in the in the yeah. flesh mate. I, that's I, um, grown legs Matthew yeah right. I know so I saw because he already looked a little bit too big and yeah. that's because I didn't realise they put all the top four top six whatever at the front Yeah. so I was like that's funny, Darcy looks too big to be there. I'm just going to make him a tiny bit bigger so it looks even worse. And then the photo started getting tweeted as if it was real. There was like a Herald Sun journalist, journalist <laughs> that was like, "Hey, everyone, just let so you know I was there. Uh, Darcy wasn't photoshopped in. This is definitely legit." Oh my like, god, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, <mate. laughs> that's worked so well.
2: well. I'm looking at one where you're doing the, you know, they've obviously said, "Hey, just start, look. yeah, just, just be casual, have, have a Italian. chat." Yeah. Who, oh, are, we, who yeah. are you looking at there? And what are you saying? Like, you are you telling um, a joke too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I reckon I'm <laughs> – <You're> looking- <laughs> so, Luke, Luke was good. Luke McDonald next to me, he was good. So I reckon he's just told me an absolute corker there. Um, <laughs> but no, it, that, that was probably the most awkward part of the whole day because that – so I think – did – Pierce, you talk about the um like didn't want to be selected last. In, no. I, I felt like or maybe that was – I don't know. Maybe I, I spoke about that with someone like that. else but I – I seated last. or Yeah, or like so, like him. they were sort of one by one pulling you into where you needed to go, and I was down to the last three. Who was and it? I thought, do not leave me out here but by myself. You because, <laughs> uh, I, it might have actually been Jack Steele, Saint Kilda, because he I reckon he's on the end there, yes. and maybe I can't tell you who the other one was, but I was selected third last.
2: Why didn't you want him to be out there by yourself?
1: Because it that it, because it was the most awkward time, like everyone else sitting down talking to their mates their other fellow captains and I would have been stand like I was ten meters off the side like we we're all so where we all congregated for this photo was ten meters to the side and no one moved in slowly as they were coming to pull you- pull you in to get your seat so I was still ten meters away from this these seats here so it would have been a it would have been a pisser of a photo if you had got me by myself out there with everyone else sitting Sporking down. Part
0: of, part of you think, like, they're going to just leave me out of the pic?
1: Yeah. Or that's I, I honestly walked around the media outlets – And especially the the first hour of the media stuff was like all the AFL sort of protected media. So they were. we did that in a different area. And I walked around to each of them and said, look, mate, I'm not the captain. If you don't want to speak to me, (laughs) you don't have to speak to me. Um, And most of them were good. They all – most of them had a chat. Um, Some had different lists that they didn't chat to everyone. But um, I just made it clear that I didn't put my hand up to be there. I was sort of just here.
2: Last one for me and then – Yeah, Yeah, The mullet. What's happened? Oh, the mullet, Yeah. What's happened, uh, um, not no no, 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 the mullet, <laughs> yeah. the malay. Uh, look, it's like I've looked back at some photos and I don't think I fully I appreciate it obviously, at how good your hair was, but maybe I didn't appreciate how good it was because it was outstanding. Was there a point that you decided that that was happening or it just happened?
1: Uh, I, I, I did decide to have a crack at it, I like, told myself I'm going to have a crack at a mullet. Wow, um, great! Backer why. Marsh. you
2: can take the boy out of backer yeah, Marsh. yeah, take- That's grew, why baby. just grew
1: up around him. Um, but yeah, I told myself I'd have a crack, and then pretty much like for the mullet, COVID hit at the right time that I could just sit at home for eight weeks and let this thing just grow and fester Pimentate. and uh, yeah. So it ended up it ended up a lot bigger than what I thought it was like. Sorry, a lot longer than what I thought it was going to be. But then mm. it grew legs as like a, a popular sort of you know thing where I was. you know there's photos in the paper and the headline was about new hairdos and stuff like this and (laughs) um it just grew a lot of legs and i only held on to it for as long as i did because of how much you know attention it was getting um really so i I was sort of sick of it i didn't go anywhere without a hat on because like i sort of let it grow on top too like i didn't have one of those sharp sides and top like it was a a bushy mullet like yeah so i was um i just wore a hat everywhere And then the only time I'd take it off was for training or game day. Um, So I just got sick of wearing
2: When did you take it off?
1: uh, When was that? Um, I think it was at the start of like right before the start of the 21 season. So I reckon I played the pre-season games with it still. And then, yeah, shaved shaved it off – in between that and round one, I think. So, and like
2: Samson, lost your powers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's funny you say because it, <laughs> it's almost like then I – People I used my, to
2: tell me, though, I used to have long hair as well. Yeah, I know yeah, yeah well, leave. yeah,
1: your hair was – It was really, really long. Early, wasn't I was it? married yeah. with long hair. Of, it was great. Yeah. Locks. When I came to the club, a lot of you boys were sort of rolling the – You um, took it off
2: and people just, were just, oh, you lost your powers you just, now. Yeah. You're down the
1: gurgler. Everything looked like more dramatic with the mullet. Like because you have long hair, so you'd like sidestep someone like, I not saying I sidestep a lot of people, but if I was to do that now, not just, oh, just a sidestep. But if I was tackle. to do that now, the the hair goes, like everything it looks yeah. dramatic. Bit so wet.
2: did you used to wet it? What
1: was it care? Well I it, it just sweated. it. Oh mate, I didn't know there was no care. Like, Wash?
2: Was,
1: no, nah, nah, it was like it was pretty matted underneath. It was pretty <laughs> yucky.
0: Um backers. But yeah. <laughs> um was uh, a because you also rocked the Mo as well for a bit. <laughs> yeah. So I remember seeing a photo of right. you that they literally could have taken from like inaugural West Coast Eagles 1986 or whatever mm. like you wearing <laughs> like an old style jersey it was beautiful yeah, yeah the combination it just made you look like you were from put him era in, the,
2: in the in the ochre yeah,
0: yeah. incredible jumper that one isn't that it? needs to be brought back um could you do something about that yeah Being I might, it, really actually it should be good group. we normally a lot of
1: clubs do play in like a vintage retro jumper on, uh, yeah I, I think would, that goes past the retro
2: of the club and it's yeah. a real yeah, dark period design. of football club yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Mate, right. we've got to get to social media mm-hmm. because Damo's going to be out of here. And I do remember Damo. Don't worry about that. Hello, Damo. Uh, but before we let you leave, now you would have known this from your time at West Coast when we used to host things over there. Not social media. Everyone knows about that. And Elon, old mate at Facebook, I can't think of his name right now. What's his name? It's Zucker. a fo- yeah, Zuckerberg. He's a social <laughs> media. Not social, Social. You know what it's about. I know. Larry, right, I know. Right, you've heard enough from Dan and I. This is mm. for the people, by the people, for you. Are right. you ready? I'm ready. Great.
0: Okay, uh, this is from Saxon underscore Soundness. How did it? How did it feel being demoted from the premiership winning Bulls to the membership selling Mids a few seasons ago? <laughs> That's a bloody great
2: question. Yeah, I'm is. not sure
0: why I haven't asked that.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, yeah. So it's the funny
1: thing is, like, I, every time I have been demoted, yes. I believe is the correct word there, it but um, it hasn't lasted long. So there's a bit of a 2020. I helped out in the midfield quite a bit. Um, through the hub and stuff like that but I've always felt way more at home in the back line I didn't start my career there so I spent two and a half years as a forward mid didn't go too well injury happened mid game I got swung back and never left the only time I have left is to fill a couple of holes that we've needed to sort of plug um, in the meantime but I've done like probably three pre-seasons as a midfielder round one might have played on the wing round two I'd be as a Backman. <laughs> um, so I I was demoted for a period of time, but there's also yep. I just I'm not as good as it at it as mm. what I am as a backman, so I just find myself back there and it just seems to work better when I play back. So it's um yeah, Dom Sheed gets into me quite a lot. Like he'll
2: You're back we'll, there now this year, aren't you?
1: In the backline. back Yeah, back line again. Yeah. Absolutely. I actually didn't even train as a midfielder this pre season. So it's just like Simo's just sort of, you know. Take his medicine there, Finally. and he's just left me there. So, Finally.
0: what's the saying? You don't, you don't, you don't drive
2: a. You don't put Ferraris out in the dirt roads, mate. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. You put him in the back line. <laughs> uh,
0: this is from Joey underscore Italiano. Um, I think, from memory, you were a bulldog supporter before being drafted. Uh, is there a soft spot still there for them? And uh, did you and the family bin all the merch once you were drafted? <laughs>
1: yeah. um, so the funny thing was, I lost. Uh, I didn't. I won't say I hated them, but I've severely disliked the Bulldogs for the next you two or three hated. years. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've got to be mindful. A lot Sorry. of my extended family are still Bulldogs supporters. So, vernacular
2: um, to hate people, Lambo? You? <laughs> yeah. you don't
1: know him too. He's one of the nicest people yeah, in the world. Yeah, <laughs> Mum told me never say that one, but it's um, <laughs> oh it's yeah, I um, I I do I enjoy watching them now. I think because they're a good football side, so that's where I get my sort of joy from. And when we play them, say that Eddie had, I've got a lot of childhood memories of rocking up to um Telstra Dome and sitting you know picking out my when I'm on the field warming up I can pick out the spot where we sat and it's all the Bulldogs colors and the Bulldogs theme song comes on and that and that's a good childhood memory of mine so that's where I sort of get the soft spot but when when we're playing them and um and when they were going through that successful patch in 2016 there and stuff like I just did not want to hear about them at all because not because I buried for them and they. Never want a flag while I was barracking for them and all this sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden they're successful when I don't barrack for them. <laughs> so it was more like it was just, it was just like shoved down my throat a little bit that it was all bulldogs. And I just don't know why I came off them so hard, but I just, I hate them. Um, <laughs> wow. but, yeah, here it goes But Please. now First I've come back I around so. a little bit, and um, I enjoy watching the dogs play because they play a pretty exciting brand of footy. So, yeah. and they and they hold you know plenty of great childhood memories.
0: They're great. All right. T underscore dizzy triple underscore. In the original backchat podcast days, goy claim you're a bit of a yes man. What is the most? <laughs> Did out- I- what is the most outrageous task you've unwil- unwillingly agreed to do so simply because you're such a good bloke at heart? Go to the
2: fucking captain's day, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's We're exactly yeah. Going, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that was part of my – uh, oh, yeah, that was, um, that was actually part of my argument. <laughs> like, geez, I've said yes a lot, but I'm going to say no to this one. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was a bit of a yes man. Um, it's a big frustration of mine, actually, as I've gotten older. Um, to see what I think senior blokes in the team should look after – from maybe a media media point of view, um, our CBAs that we have to do, um, all of that stuff. I feel like senior players should take a lead role in that sort of stuff. And I saw some of our senior players through my time not take a lead role to that. And if you say no to something, the work just goes down to the bloke who's next in line or someone who would say yes all the time. So I felt like <laughs> there's a few times there where I would just be thrown in because, um, you know, our best player didn't want to do it because he just didn't want to chat to the media that week um, or something along those lines. But that's probably where I found myself a little bit. um, And a lot of the time I just thought that that's our job, so I'll just deal with it. But um, I was a bit of a yes man and I've probably had to learn to say um, – not not say no, but like if it doesn't fit in with me or if I've got something on or I'm already doing something that week, you know, I'll just say, sorry, I can't do that. Just have a child, man. So yeah, gonna, yeah, well, This
2: yeah. is bullshit from Schofield, like circa whatever, twenty fourteen. Scholey, yeah. say hey, shut up, Scholey. Yeah, well, yeah, we've all we've agree.
0: all we've all changed. We've all matured. Yeah. Um. One one more serious one, and then we'll give you the last one. Uh, what's what's it like finding out you're being drafted to a team on the other side of the country?
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's a great. Well, at the start, when my name was read out, it was just pure excitement, joy. How good's this? Um, I found myself on a list. Um, and then it probably sunk in, you know, you go to bed that night and you realise that you're jetting off to the other side of the country in three days' time, um, pack everything you've got and, and off you go. So that was probably, the first week was a bit rough where I was just quite, whew, like, whew, a long way away here. Um, didn't have my licence, sort of, you know, was living out of a suitcase at Bunger's house. Um, I'd, you know, there was sort of, probably just wasn't what I thought it was going to be that first week, but. It all settled pretty quickly once I got here, and you know, went home for Christmas and came back, and it was like the rest was history. So, yeah, pure excitement at the start, but it was a big, pretty daunting task getting on that plane.
0: Great, all right. This is the last one, Tappy ninety five. Oh yeah. How does Liam Duggan like his eggs cooked?
2: Sincerely, the Egg Man. <laughs> is that? Yeah, it's it's, like a, it's it's quite a common uh, interest of our listeners, especially Tappy.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, poach would be my first
2: choice. In multiple, you go between. You can, do, you can do scrambled.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can do scrambled as well. Yeah. Sunny yep. side up? Um, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that that's for the, like that's a. That's di- the worst one. Sunny side up for like dinner. Like if you were doing, you know, like a, year oh, on, a steak on a, or something with, a, with an egg Yeah, or like a. um, What do we have? Like a stir fry. Oh, fried, rice. Yeah. fried rice. You know, sunny side up always for that, which was last night's dinner. Um, But poach. You're a poach is my favorite. Yeah.
2: Yep. Good. Doug, we're done. Beautiful. How's that?
1: Thanks, boys. Very good. There you Enjoyable. go.
2: Amazing. Back chat powered by Fleet Network. If you, pretty much, if you have a job and you want a car, you can go and say them. Fleet, fleetnetwork.com.au. You can save a shitload of money. Like we, we've just, we've just come, you know, we've just come to learn exactly what they do. Got to be honest, pretty impressed, Duggo. So we're going to sort, the, we're going to sort you out with Fleet Network. All right, happy with that because your car not going. Pretty sure they the do the a moment. Ranger. I'm pretty sure they do too and it'll be a lot better than Duggo's driving around right now so um, get around and Fleet Network uh, thanks to our other sponsors Snapper Whiskey Margaret River Roasting Co Bluebet Shelter Brewing Co Lead Cameras VIP Codes over there for patrons we're going to have a quick chat uh, I think Damo's going to duck off we're going to have yeah. a quick chat with Duggo after we're done here backchatpodcast.com.au is our website backchat double underscore on socials see you next week En